0: Good morning, everybody So here we are again. I saw this thing the other day It said uh missing mother Nature. she's bipolar and off her meds. <laughs> it's like God, oh, you're telling you're telling me it's, uh, it's like gosh. Snowing in April no I mean i am sure that wouldn't seem unusual for Tom, but it's like like up up north, oh, snowing in April, eh uh, yep. uh, well, Jesus, we just thank you for uh, meeting with us in this place today uh, for having this place to gather in your name and to receive from you the things that you have for us. And God, today what I pray is that you would just um, break up the fallow ground of our hearts. God, that you would cause us to receive uh, the things that you have to say to us, Lord God, whether they be encouraging, whether they be um, difficult to hear. God, we pray that you would give us uh, those hearts to receive, Lord, and to... uh, move forward in you successful God we pray it and ask it in your righteous holy name Amen, Amen. Uh, let's go to psalm 37 i didn't get a chance to find my other bible or rather i didn't take enough time to try and find my my old bible yesterday where I had a a little note written in next to this. So I had a date written by it. Um, And I was thinking about that yesterday. I don't remember precisely when it was, but uh, uh, several years ago, um, well, you all heard me talk about all the stories of starting off our business and having no idea what we were doing. And uh, if we'd known how much we didn't know, we might have not done it in the first place. Isn't that just like God? <laughs> it's like wow. It's like if I'd had any idea it was going to be like this, I'd have I'd have uh, opted out. It's like yeah, that's why I didn't tell you. So, but uh, you know, it's interesting because we went through some really tough times and uh, some really great times, and uh, and it's, and it's interesting how you know God proves Himself to us because I. I've, I've been talking about that a lot or just thinking about it a lot lately because God doesn't have to prove anything to us, but he does because he knows that it, we kind of need it, you know. And um, and so there's it's one thing to intellectually assent to something. It's like, yes, I, I know that God takes care of his people. I, I get that. But it's, it's another to have him take care of you. And, and have him meet your needs specifically and, and know where you're at. Uh, and so we all have to go through those places. And uh, so the reason I was thinking about this uh, particular psalm was um, uh, years ago we had, uh, um, you no know, our business was running along pretty smooth, it was comfortable, and... Um, we were doing about forty percent or more of our revenue every year with Brandon Woods and Lawrence, and which is great. It's an awesome account, but um, if you've ever heard the old phrase "keeping all your eggs in one basket," yeah. it can be problematic because the other sixty percent was stuff that was just kind of happened that we didn't uh, we didn't have any idea how it happened or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Um, we came to this time period where we were doing lots and lots of work for Brandon Woods. We had two people working with us, and they just stopped paying us. I mean, we we were accustomed to their, their 45-day pay periods. It's like, you'd build them, the check would show, you know, it would go sit on somebody's desk in Boston for several weeks, and then they would mail us a check. Um, so it was okay once we got used to that. Uh, and we're kind of prepared for it. Um, but then they started having problems, and, uh, and it was really difficult to get a hold of anybody who could do anything about it. And so eventually we, we were still doing work for them, but we had invoices that were 120 days plus with them. So four months is a long time to go without getting paid from a customer and continuing to do work for them. We were just about ready to just quit on them all together, and uh, um, we actually um, we actually kind of decided we were going to blow off work for the afternoon because we were all so frustrated. I mean, we were out of money, and and we told the guys, okay, um, we can't pay you. You know, I'm not sure how we're going to get to work next week to do more work. So, um, you know, if you guys want to not Work until we can catch you up and start paying you again. That's totally cool. I'm we'll not going to hold that against you. Um, it was a really discouraging place to be in, you know. And uh, so we left work early that afternoon. We came up here to pray. And uh, <clears throat> and then I was, I was reading, um, and I came across uh, the psalm. And verse 1, he says, Fret not thyself because of doers; Need to be envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. And I was kind of thinking of those people in their accounts payable department. I was thinking, yes, they should be cut down. <laughs> <laughs> After they write all my checks. But, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yep, like, yep, finish your job first. And then, okay. No, and then, uh, but, but here's what really... Really ministered to me. It says, "Trust in the Lord and do good, and so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed." And then um, the uh, this word uh, "verily" is an interesting word here because it means stability. It, it means uh, security, and so so he says, "Trust in the Lord and do good, and you should dwell in the land, and in stability you should be fed." The Darby says that you shall feed on faithfulness, yeah, exactly. and I thought, wow, well that's that's really good because God knows how to get you in those places. Like I said before, where it's like, wow, if I'd known that I was going to end up here, I might have just gotten the job at Target, you know. But uh, um, but God puts us in these places where we have to trust Him because there was really nothing we could do to make them pay us. You know, and we asked the the guy that we dealt with there, our contacts, like, so what if we, like, tried to start charging them interest, because our invoices say net 30 on them. And he's like, well, oh, they'll just find somebody else. And they, yeah, they, the squeaky wheel gets kicked off the truck. So, I like, go, oh, okay, well, so much for that then. But, uh, so God put us in this place where we just had to trust him. And, uh, <coughs> um. You know, and it, and it was a good reminder to me because there had been many a time that uh, that I'd gone through some lean lean spaces uh particularly in the winter time i know that surprises you in my line of work but um you know the i think it was the second winter that Cynthia and i were married we we had almost no work at all for a couple months and you know uh Mike lived with us then and uh, uh Cynthia had like a part-time job working at the elementary school here in LeCompton. and and uh we just had no work and no direction to do something else and uh just praying and waiting on God uh we went to and bought you know how like ramen noodles come in those boxes of 12 we bought they 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 then packaged those up 12 boxes at a time and so we bought one of those. Took up pretty much a whole shopping cart. Yeah. And we had this little table up against the wall in the mm-hmm. in the kitchen in our little trailer. And, uh, you know, it's like Ron's uh, bag of beans. Yeah. You know, it's like we go over and just like poke at the stack of ramen. It's like, well, we're doing all right still. And, uh, um, you know, and so I thought back on that. I was like, well you know god didn't leave us hanging then you know he, he brought us through that uh and in fact um right before that uh he started talking to me like right before that happened right before things started getting really tight because we were already doing the early american poverty thing you know where you know where you, you get married and you're broke and and uh you have mismatched stuff and, and all that and uh you know, you live on Hamburger Helper, and <laughs> and it <laughs> <and laughs> makes an a meal. Uh, but, uh, uh, but you know, right before that, and you don't have to go with me, I'm just going to read this to you, because uh, you know, you, you guys all know this probably by heart, but right before we went into that particular season, uh, God gave me this in Matthew 6, it says, no man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. So you can't uh you know, you, you can't live with, you know, one foot in the church and one foot in the world. You can't be seeking after God and seeking after the, the gain of the world because that's your goal, because that's your drive. I mean God will bless you with things, don't get me wrong. But um but it all, and, and he puts it all in perspective here at the end of this passage where he says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So he says, Therefore I say to you, taking the thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought could have one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, or you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, and what shall we drink, and wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. And that was kind of one of those pulling the record off needle off the record kind of moments for me. Because I'd read it before a lot of times. But it's like, you know, but he says you know you don't need to worry about all that stuff because I know you need that stuff. And, it's, and uh um of course he also knows what we don't need that we think we do. You know. You know, but he but he really cares about the things that we want too. I mean he takes good care of us. You know, I remember going through a particularly lean, lean time and um soda was like my thing. It's like I couldn't live I couldn't hardly imagine a day without soda. I hardly ever drink it anymore, but I I mean it was like part of who I was. And um uh I eventually got up to like three, two liters a day. Um, I, I know, right? And uh, but we went through this particularly lean time, and not one day went by through that time where we were really hurting that I didn't have soda in the house. And, and it was a small thing, a thing that's like, "Well, pff, you really need that?" Well, no. But but God cared that I cared, and you know, so it's precious how He He does know the things that we need, and it doesn't come as a surprise to Him. I you know, like the 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 story I always tell about um wrestling about my phone bill and, and Amber showing up to uh go out and take a shopping. I had no idea she was coming. I did get my phone bill paid by the way. I realized I never actually put that part on the end of the story, and I don't even remember how God did that, but he did so um. Uh, so he says, After all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Uh, somebody, when I was growing up, they had this great little plaque in their house that said, Worry is the interest you pay on troubles borrowed from tomorrow. And I thought, wow, that's really good. Because there's nothing like fretting and worrying about something that you can't do anything about or that you can't, you can't deal with it right now. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm one of those people that I will sit there and chew my fingernails over it and talk about it and think about it and like, oh man, yeah, tomorrow I got such and such I gotta do. Oh yeah. You know, it, it really doesn't accomplish anything other than you lose your peace right. um so uh, uh Cynthia got this great little uh wall wall art thing last year that said pray about it as much as you think about it and I thought hey that's a good one I, I should like tattoo that to my eyelids <laughs> uh, but uh but no he so he really does take care of us and and it's and it's really encouraging you uh, and, and I just I love the way the Darby put that that uh um the, uh you should dwell in the land, and you shall feed on faithfulness, delight thyself also in the Lord, when he shall give thee the desires of thine heart you know in Isaiah he talks about making the Sabbath a delight and turning your foot from your own ways and and your own things and your own doing and 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 delighting yourself in him and this this word is uh really doesn 't use it very much. Uh, in the Old testament but it's uh uh it really does mean delight it just means this this enjoyment um, and uh and so you know when you when you really love somebody it it really is a delight to see them to 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 talk to them spend time with them mm-hmm. and to uh just reflect on on the things that they've have been in your life um you know there's nothing like uh i don't know we we spent many an evening over at mike and sarah's over the over the holidays uh sitting by the fire you know just chilling out having a good time because they have a really cool fireplace and uh there's nothing like sitting by a real fire you know but but, you know, even, you know, the fire thing aside, it was great to be there with them because it was just great to see them. And, um, you know, when you when you delight in somebody, you never get tired of them. So hopefully they delight in me as much as I do in them. But um, uh, so. So but he says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, and that goes back to what we just read in Matthew six about about putting his kingdom first, about putting that in the 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 primary thing of your goals um, because then it says he'll give you the desires of your heart and the great thing about that is is that either he'll just give you the desires of your heart or he'll change the desires of your heart so that there's something he could give you or something that if you have some desire that's maybe not so good then he can get rid of that thing in you because that's what he does and uh You know, it's funny how um, God just works in us like that. And and we we have something in our life, like, I don't think I could ever not have this whatever in my life. And and yet God can just change you, you know, maybe all at once, maybe slowly, where it's like, eh, I'd rather not. And, uh, um, you know, like the soda thing. For example, I mean it's pretty, pretty minor. No, it's not a good or bad thing. But I honestly would think I, I had like this like psychological addiction to it because I just enjoyed it so much. It was like smoking for some people, and it's like I just I loved having this freezing cold can of dark bubbly liquid and just you know, I would say sipping on it, but I didn't. And and. uh and those of you who spend any time around me know that I have transferred that sense to coffee, but uh, uh, which requires a little bit more self-discipline if you don't want to have a heart attack. But, um, but, you know, I mean, just, and and, I, and honestly, I did pray about it. Though. I was like, you know, God, this is kind of an expensive habit, and it's not all that great for, for me or my waistline, and... This would really be cool if I didn't want this so much. I just do, you know. And you know, slowly, didn't even wasn't even really looking for it to actually ever change, and it did. And like, I, I had a soda Friday for the first time in ages, and I really enjoyed it. But I wasn't craving another one. Give me another now, you know. So it's precious though how God really does change the things in our life just just like that. Uh, and he does that with real things too, serious things, you know. And and he doesn't. The nice thing is, is he doesn't uh, look down his nose at the things that that we we deal with because sometimes we feel like, oh, this is such a minor thing. It's like this feels silly to even pray about, or uh, you know, or or you know, I can't even believe that this is there. I should be able to just stamp this thing out. And it's like, well, maybe, but you know, God gives us power. And sometimes, though, we just need him to do something about it. And that's what he does. Uh, in verse 5, he says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And I like the way the young says this. Uh, instead of, uh, and he shall bring it to pass, it says, and he works. So, and, and this, and instead of uh, the the word the phrase they used, it's interesting seeing the, like phrases from other languages and how they don't really translate well into into other languages. Uh, like the slang that we use doesn't make any sense if you like transliterate it into Spanish. I was just talking with uh, Zenia and she's like, it, I don't get why like, English speakers say like all the time. Like I keep expecting them to tell me what it is that they like and they never do. <laughs> so we, we had a fun conversation about that. And I... Caught myself saying like probably about fifteen times while I was explaining to her why people say that and why it's kind of eh, not such a great thing. At least I don't. I, it drives me crazy when I catch myself doing it. But uh, but the this phrase mean uh, commit means roll together or you know because it says roll by way if, if in the margin uh, and you know I like the sense of rolling together because. You know when you're doing laundry or whatever and you, you take the sheets off your bed and you just kind of roll it all up and throw it in the thing? It's kind of like that because then it's all tangled, isn't it? And it's all, you got to kind of separate it all out. Or like how uh, how my kids get undressed and they leave their uh, their underwear and their uh, pants all together in one piece on the floor wherever they happen to get undressed at. And, and so the legs have come up inside out, out of it and so you kind of have to untangle it all but so he's talking about rolling your way together with God putting you know having your way inextricably linked with his way and you know when you're cuz when you're tangled up with somebody you're going to go the way they go and and that's just all there is to it you know in the sense of uh um, rolling to me also kind of makes me think of like a snowball on a cartoon because it kind of gets bigger and it picks up momentum and, and that's what God does in our life as we we keep committing. I mean, committing is a great word here because that really is what we do. Um, you know, there are times it's like, you know, God, I just, I'm just i just committing this whole thing into your hands because I don't know what to do with it, and I'm not sure how to fix this, but I know that you know. So uh, I'm going to commit it to you, and I just trust that you're able to deal with it. And And he really does. Uh, But I like how the the Youngs says trust also in him and he works because, uh, you know, he should bring it to pass is great. I like that. It seems a little bit more passive, maybe a little more removed, a little less certain than and he works. Because there's something about the sense of and he works being more present tense. It's like he's it's like I asked him for something and he's doing something about it now just like daniel praying about the visions and there was this three-week lag waiting for an answer and and the angel said well i was dispatched to you immediately but uh, but I had, we had to wrestle through this this battle with the, the prince of persia and so um so it's precious because when we call on god he really does start working It says, And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. And uh, the precious thing to me here is that our righteousness is not our righteousness. It's him. Because it's his, his merit that we take on us by faith. Um, and, I'm, and I'm really glad he does that. You know, I've, I've talked before about I, I don't like to presume you know the i'm 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 the kind of guy who will walk by the free candy bowl because you know there's probably a little like you know donations or appreciated box somewhere and I didn't see it or or whatever, or there's a hidden camera and they're gonna be like glutton, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know look at that guy you know yeah. you know of course, if you pass by the bowl fifteen times a day and you took something every time that might kind of be not not what they expected but um. But so he brings forth our righteousness as, as the light, and, and this light is noonday, and our judgment is the noonday. And that's precious too, because when we commit our way to God and we're going along with him, we have an adversary that always wants to, to bring condemnation, to bring uh, uh, all kinds of doubts and fears and unbelief against us, and accusations, um, and... And so, so here he's saying, you know, because he says "and," so he's he's, he's uh, connecting this with this sense of, of committing my way to the Lord, uh, that that He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and the judgment is at the, the noon day. You know, when Paul was on the road to Damascus, he was he was already at the brightest part of the day. And I don't know about you, but I I'm, I do not go outside without sunglasses if I can help it. I, I just I don't know, it gives me a headache. And uh it's tough because they tell you in sales you should never ever wear sunglasses because you should be always be able to look people in the eye because otherwise they feel like you're being you know, what's going on behind the sunglasses and all that. And uh which you know totally makes sense, but you know if it's really bright out, I'm sorry, I'm just putting my sunglasses on. You know, but uh um you know it's he talks about bringing forth His righteousness in us, really. Like I've said, um, you know, as, as the light and our judgment is noonday. That's pretty bright, you know, more than you could really look on. You know, Saul was, of course, blinded by by the presence of God, uh, being brighter than the noonday sun. And so He works for us like that, because we all have an adversary who wants to to pick at us about whatever, but. Uh, you know the Bible says when the uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood that the Lord lift up a standard against him, and and uh, and he really does do that. Uh, verse seven says, "Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, and fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, and because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass." So uh, another another way uh, one of those phrases that they. They translated here as rest as be silent and uh um and so you know rest is a good a good translation there uh because there's times that we you know it's like we've we've kind of we've dealt with the issue we've prayed about this thing, and we we're telling God, look, I need an answer on this and and i I need help and I need you to get me through this um, and I'm committing this to you once we kind of get to that point then typically it's best to just rest about it because otherwise we begin to beat the dead horse and um, uh, we we started talking uh, with one of our guys at work the other day he dropped by the office and we were talking about the guy across the hall that uh, ripped us off of thousands and thousands of dollars and, and still acts like he's our friend and uh you know, I'll just try and be polite to him, but, uh, um, you know, I, I started to kind of talk a little bit more in detail about it, like number-wise, because he wanted to know. And Mike's like, you know what? Actually, I don't think it's such a good idea. Let's just let it go with that. You know? And I thought, yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. Because, I mean, I, uh, it's probably not going to do anything good for me to, to go over all that again. And, uh, it's definitely not going to help Help Brian because Brian really cares and and probably doesn't have quite the same level of self restraint like I do. So <laughs> which I don't know, maybe we should tell him. But <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> um so um but you know, so having committed our way to God, we really can rest in him then, because because if we're if we're committed with him and we're we're rolled together with him, then we're going where he's going. Just like he said that he said, "Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy burdens. I should give you rest. Come take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for my yoke is is easy, and my burden is light." So when we do that, then there really is that sense of rest. And he says, "And wait patiently for him." That's the part where we start hiccuping a little bit. Uh, I was trying to explain. Jeremy, was inter- he's interested in math and geometry and stuff, and I was explaining some of the stuff that I do, because I use geometry. You know, I always chuckle when Ron talks about never using algebra, because I use algebra and geometry all the time. But, uh, um, but it's because I have a weird job that requires it. But um, I was explaining some of it to Jeremy, and he was following me for quite a while, and after a while he started going, Hit! Hit! and I was like, that a little too much for you? He's like, yeah. He was thinking of Katie and her hiccuping and stuff. It's was like, oh, that's so great. That was awesome. But then he's like, you should draw that for me when we get home so you can explain that to me. Because he, he's really interested in it. But, um, uh, so, yeah, the waiting patiently is the part where we start hiccuping a little bit. It's like, what do you mean wait patiently? <laughs> it's like, I already already committed and all that stuff. Shouldn't this just be, bam? You know, it's like, well, you think. You know, sometimes it is but the things that we need from God sometimes he knows that it's good to wait for them you know um I think the whole good things come to those who wait is kind of dying out of our society it's like you know because now we're all like we we have these little buttons that we push in Amazon Prime like send something to us immediately you know and it's great but you know or you know, it's like somebody has a question about something it's like an, an argument ensues about what the answer is so I'm like well let's let google settle this you know and so we have such a this like instant response society now that um that that's how we feel like things should be um of course god is way more patient than that and he knows that it's actually really good for you to have to wait for things um you know I remember being a kid and riding in the car with nothing to do at all you know i couldn't I couldn't read in the car because it made me really sick so at at best, I might have like a walkman if you remember what those are and yeah. sit in the back seat you know like an elementary school listening to Metallica and uh, yeah go figure but um uh, you know but it's it's good for you. Builds character, you know, having to just kind of sit and deal with yourself. And, and I don't have anything to distract me from my thoughts and, and that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a blessing. You know, I like how these these four things, there's, he he basically throws four words at you here, all followed by, in the Lord. Because he says, "Trust in the Lord, delight thyself in the Lord, commit thy way unto the Lord, and rest in the Lord." So it's a great little little progression because you have to trust Him to begin with, and or or at least make the decision that you're going to trust Him. Because, um, as I as I said at the beginning, sometimes God knows He just needs to prove to us. That, that he's worthy of that trust that we that we put put in him, and he knows and and he knows that we need to grow a little bit of the time. So you don't start out with some massive crazy thing you got to trust him for. It's usually little stuff, and then it kind of gradually gets bigger and bigger. And oddly enough, I found that the bigger the things get, the easier it is, at least for me, to just leave it with him because there's nothing I can really do about it anyway. I'd like it to change, and I'm still going to kind of fret and worry about it, and uh, from time to time, and then I'm going to come back to committing and resting and, and all that. But but there is certainly that uh, sense of well, I've done everything I could do to fix this, so now I'm just going to commit this to God and let him let him deal with the rest, and so that's what he does. So appreciate everybody's prayers for Levi. He's still recovering at home, and. Uh, uh, Cynthia's been getting up at night and uh, keeping him medicated every few hours and stuff. And uh, last night he was so out of it, she literally could not uh, get him awake to to give him his medicine all night. He was just so totally asleep. Uh, so, I mean, yesterday he was actually doing pretty good. He was getting up and then what, moving around. And I was having to tell him I was like, "Stop! Don't run," because he runs everywhere. And uh, it's like, I mean, the day before yesterday, he was, like, staggering around <laughs> the house. And and so it's like, okay, so let's just take it easy. And so I was hoping he would, everybody would get to come today, but uh, he's really uh, feeling really crummy, and his face really hurts now because he went all night without any medication or anything. Uh-huh. And uh, that his stomach is kind of upset, so... I'd imagine you know, having your your face blown up would probably do that to you. So, uh, I was really glad that I you know Michael's like, what are you doing here on Thursday? It's like and I was like, clear your calendar and go home, go be with your family. And I was glad that he did because they didn't really they made it sound like it was such a minor procedure and that it would be just you know wham bam in and out and everything will just be you know butterflies and daffodils and it was like. Actually, he was, you know, he had like all this blood coming out of his nose afterwards and they, like they had to like give him this little mustache thing that was really great. And and of course they he he, uh, he had trouble waking up from the anesthesia. So he was really out of it for a couple hours and really kind of whiny. And uh but yeah, you know, all the it's, it's always disconcerting when you're just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and it doesn't stop. So uh, but that, that part seems to be all fine now, but it's, uh, it's really hard for him because he can't blow his nose for like another week and a half. And he can't, can't pick up anything heavy, he can't run, he can't jump or any of that. He's really discouraged because he doesn't like to sit still. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, so, uh, well, and to me, if it was me, it'd be making it worse. He's been binge-watching uh, MacGyver on Amazon Prime. And it's like... I would rather sit and stare at nothing. But... Um, I mean, it is quite the cinematic achievement, don't get me wrong, but... Uh, yeah, good old mullet Dean Anderson. But anyway... Um, all right, so Jesus, we just thank you uh, for all that you're doing. Yeah, we just... be uh, Pray that you would put these things inside of us, God, and that you would uh, continually remind us that you're training us through these things, God, to, to trust in you, to roll our way on you, God, to rest in you, God, to, and to find that delight in you, Lord Jesus. I just pray that uh, that you would draw us to you, God, to put in that that time, God, that that causes that delight to to grow, God, and it and it. That God, the time that we spend with you, God, makes all of these things work better in our life. And I just pray that you would draw us to you. God, that you would cause us to to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. God, and let all these things be added to us as you see fit. God, we just pray it and ask it in your righteous name. And I just pray that today that you would touch this service. God, that You would just do exactly what You want to do in this place today. God, minister to the needs of every heart in this place. and the things that, that You know we need. God, as only You can. God, and we do pray for Levi that You would just uh, continue to uh, touch him and help this uh, be a speedy recovery. God, as only You can do in Your name we pray. Amen.